Today's big question is, are you choosing to be like those our culture envies, or are you striving to be right with God? I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is God's Wisdom for Today, a weekday live broadcast series from the book of Proverbs. Just like a proverb, this show is a short, wisdom-packed nugget of truth teaching us how to live our lives well. The book of Proverbs is an invitation from God to step into the wisdom of God. It is a very practical roadmap for developing the skill of living. Let's dive into episode 53 today as we take a look at Proverbs 3, 31 and 32. We're going to read it and talk about the language and the meaning, and then we're going to apply it to our everyday lives by asking ourselves some questions. But before we get started with all that, let's pray. Father, I thank you for this opportunity. Spirit, I ask that you would open the scripture to us to our understanding, that we would receive from you all of the lessons that you have for us, that we would listen for those, and that not only would we listen and hear, but then we would be obedient. Teach us to apply the word to our lives in a way that changes our life completely. We want to be more like Jesus every day. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so let's take a look at these verses. It's Proverbs 3, 31 and 32, and it says, Don't envy violent people or copy their ways. Such wicked people are detestable to the Lord, but he offers his friendship to the godly. We're in a passage of Proverbs 3 titled in the CSB version, Treat Others Fairly, and we're looking at being neighborly, specifically a series of, quote, do nots that would keep us from being a bad neighbor. Today, we have the last do not in the series, but it's a two-parter, do not envy and do not copy. So let's talk about the first of those, do not envy. Envy is a, a painful or resentful awareness of an advantage enjoyed by somebody else coupled or joined with a desire to possess that same advantage. So a simple definition is wanting something that belongs to someone else. Scripture says that envy is a work of the flesh, a result of sin. Galatians 5, 19 through 21a says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. Now, it's interesting that that is in the category with things like sexual immorality, idolatry, it's crazy, right? We, the things that are listed in our culture are not often thought of in the same light. Here's a bonus for you. One commentator says, envy and jealousy are closely related, sometimes used interchangeably in modern Bible translations, but they're not quite synonymous. Envy is a reaction to lacking something that another person possesses. Jealousy is a reaction to the fear or threat of losing something or someone that we possess. Envy is the distress or resentment we feel when others have what we don't. Jealousy is the sense of dread or suspicion we feel when something that we have might be taken away. There is such a thing as godly jealousy, see 2 Corinthians 11 too, but the Bible never speaks of envy in a good light. The very first case of envy in the Bible is right at the beginning, Genesis 4. It's a basic sin issue that has always been with us. This is when Cain, the older brother of Abel, envied God's favor on Abel's sacrifice when his own was rejected. So rather than come to grips with God and get right with him about his own sacrifice, he killed Abel. Some other biblical characters who dealt with envy were that Esau envied Jacob, Rachel envied her sister, Saul envied David, and the Jewish leaders envied Jesus. 
Proverbs 14.31, which we will get to later, says, A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. Now remember, bones is a stand-in for the whole self. It's a (laughs) synecdoche. I almost got it right on the first try. Synecdoche. So it's one part that means the whole of the body. So envy will kill us if it is not weeded out of our hearts. Let's go back to today's first verse. Don't envy violent people or copy their ways. Usually we think about envy as being something about something desirable, right? We're envying something desirable. And at first glance, violent people don't seem that desirable to a Jesus follower. But obviously, Scripture wouldn't need to warn us if there wasn't a temptation here. So what might we be interested in that violence brings? In the Hebrew, the word for violence can also be translated as wrong, unjust gain, cruelty, oppressor, or unrighteous. It could be that we're envying wealth, power, privilege, position, authority, or freedoms, a certain address, a home, or other material things, admiration of others, or influence. The verse warns us against being envious of the violent, but it goes further. It says, don't copy them. Don't choose any of their ways. Don't try to be like them. Don't emulate their actions, speech, or attitudes. Why? Because that person is wicked and detestable to the Lord. I understand the draw of some of those things that the wicked might possess. The wealth, the power, the influence, the advantage. We look on those things in our culture as desirable, right? We want those things. God sees the people who have obtained those things through unjust means, through violence, through oppression or wickedness as detestable or as a disgusting thing, an abomination. I don't know about you, but I, for one, do not want to be seen by God as detestable. Instead, to the godly or the righteous, or literally the word straight, on the straight path, he offers friendship. In the original language, that's a sitting together or intimacy. God is intimate with the righteous. When you really think about that, it's amazing. Let's ask ourselves some questions. Most of us have envied something at some point in our lives. It's not something our society treats as a big problem. It seems to fall in the, quote, minor sin category with things like pride or gossip. Now, I am absolutely not suggesting that there is such thing as a minor sin category, but our culture treats it that way. The Bible clearly shows that envy is a serious, serious problem. What kinds of things do you tend to be envious about? Are you struggling with envy of any particular person right now? And what do you need to do about that? How would you feel if you were an abomination to God? Today's big question is, are you choosing to be like those that our culture envies, or are you striving to be right with God? If you want a place to think about these questions a little further and write them down and keep track of what we're learning as we go through Proverbs, we offer a set of free journal pages each Sunday evening. And if you would like to get on the list to receive those journal pages, <laughs> those things that I just blanked out about. If you want to receive those journal pages on Sundays, go to getwisdom.link backslash email, and we're happy to send them out to you. Now, as for me, I was thinking about what I tend to envy. And it used to be relationships. When I was in a terrible relationship, I would see others who seemed to be good from the outside, and I would feel envy. When I had a number of failed private adoptions and a miscarriage, I envied those with children. At the beginning of the COVID quarantine, I will admit to a bit of envy of those who are home with nothing to do because I work from home and nothing much changed for me except that I was working hard and no orders were coming in. I think that envy is an indication of our desires. When I wanted a kiddo in the worst way, I envied those who had them. Sometimes those desires are just fine, but envy comes in when we think we know how God should fulfill them for us, should, and it doesn't seem to be going that way. 
It's an I am not content with God's plan for my life. And that's a big problem. As I get older and more mature spiritually, I'm better able to stay in my lane, to be content with what God has for me. And when I feel it today, I'm able to recognize it more easily and shift my attention back to gratitude. Because my goal is God. I want what He wants for me. Nothing more, but nothing less. How about you? What will you do with what you've learned today? Let's close in prayer. Lord, we don't want wisdom just for our own success, but we want it so that we can better know you. We want it so that we can better love you. We want it so that we can better love others and live a life that's honoring to you. So give us that kind of wisdom. Give us the kind of wisdom that changes our hearts into that of, that looks like Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining me today, y'all. If you are following along with this broadcast and it's helpful, invite someone to join with you. We will be back again next Monday with another set of verses. If you are a podcast listener, subscribe, rate, and review. That really helps the algorithm show this podcast to more people and more people can join us and be fed from the word of God. If you, uh, yeah, I totally lost track of where I was. I will be back again Monday with another set of verses and I would love to have you join me. Until then, you guys have a great weekend.